Uh-oh, it looks like we piqued your interest in the hideout. First of all, let me tell you what the hideout is not. The hideout is not for hustlers, for grinders, or for people who are looking for a shortcut to what the world calls success. The hideout is about growing as men, creating lifelong friendships, and having the time of our lives. Are you ready to tap in to the endless source that will take you from success to significance? The hideout is two and a half days of hiking, biking, and doing the little things that it takes to create lifelong friendships. I find that joy is nothing more than falling in love with your current circumstances and allowing magic to happen. And that's when we see growth in every area of your life. Have you accomplished your goals professionally and financially and you still thirst for something more? Has success in these areas come at the expense of far more valuable things like your family, your children, and your relationships? Alignment in business, strategic partnerships, and joint ventures all come from true relationships. The hideout is designed to get to know people before you'll ever need them. This is not your typical mastermind. The hideout is focused on the one thing that will fuel everything, joy. And when joy is overflowing in your life, you'll find growth in your marriage, your relationships, and oh yeah, your business. Welcome to the Kelly Cardenas Podcast, where attitude is everything on today's show. Uh, technical difficulties, I would say, is the, is the number one killer of attitudes in the world. And, and I, I love this because this man's attitude was not killed. We had a couple technical uh, difficulties. We were working through a couple of things. But if any of you know that when you're working with your mom or your dad and you're trying to explain the remote control to them over the phone, you can imagine how things go and you're trying to explain this and that and all the rest of the things. And what I love about this young man is that he stayed calm, cool, collective. He still had his uh, joyous smile on his face and he was just working through stuff. And I was the one messing up and he was doing all the right things. And I was like, I didn't get it, this, that, the other. But it's just incredible to be able to see. And I, I love it because it leads right in to what we're talking about today and, and who this man is. Um, as you know, if you've been listening to the podcast for any length of time, um, we are not about what people do. We're about who they are. And so I will always bring you, I think, some of the coolest people in the world that happen to do really cool things. And uh, this, this young man, uh, him and I, uh, we met actually through his wife. His wife uh, used to uh, be a, a guest of ours in Las Vegas. And she reached out. We got a chance to talk. And it's incredible to see what he's doing. He's uh, locked in on anyone from uh, 35 to 55. And he's getting them which uh, fit to lead. And when I say fit to lead... It's one of those things where he's not looking at, you know, hey, I need to get a six pack. I need to, you know, I need to drop this amount of weight. He's looking at the core, the inside, and building people from the inside, from their soul, all the way to the outside, that, that outer, uh, outer version of you. So I'm so excited to be able to have this young man on the, uh, on the podcast. And so please welcome to the show, Mr. Jacob Yarbrough. Well, thanks, Kelly. It's, it's so great to be on with you and get a chance to, to talk. I know. You know, we hadn't had a chance to catch up in a minute. And, hey, technology, no big deal. I mean, it's great when it works, right? And so we got it figured out. And, and uh, I'm just glad to be with you and, and having this conversation. 
Well, I love this because, you know, with you, you work with the body, but now you're actually working with technology. So you're working with the technology to be able to help people in it. And most of the time when people look at a person like yourself, like, I mean, seriously, like you're chiseled out of stone. You make me mad. And I also don't want my wife to hang out with you because then she sees what's possible. But a lot of times people will come and say, oh, well, I just need to look like that. But you seem to switch it around and you seem to be asking people why they want to look like that. And then you're able to take them on the journey. Why is that so important to you? Well, I think you, you alluded to it, you know, in, in, in the beginning there. I, I, I think this is why we align a lot, too, is I've always been about being before doing. You know, is what you're doing leading you to be who you are called to be and called to become uh, because when those things are you know are mismatched and they're backwards that's what you know people get you know stressed out burnout, out overwhelmed all these things and you know the, the body takes the effect I, I feel like what we've seen is the body is really the outer representation of what's going on in, in the soul of a person the spirit of a person and so really when we talk about, you know, fit to lead and, and, and it begins with self, you know, we, one of the biggest, you know, I'll tell you, Kelly, one of the biggest things that, you know, our heart was for men and women, those busy professionals who are, are leading um, just successful lives in many areas, we hear the, the heart cry of like, man, I feel really great. And, you know, these specific areas, but my, my body, my health is not what it could be. And, and they're really, for lack of a better word, struggling with imposter syndrome in some areas because they don't feel like they're leading themselves well, but yet they're leading others. And so we really help them at a soul level with um, you know, just being genuine in all parts of their lives, including their body and their health. So how do you convince someone, though, Jacob? Because when a person sees Jacob and they see you, and I've seen you, if you go on Facebook uh, and you, you check out J Jacob Yarbrough um, and you're going on your Facebook page, which will have the link in the bio and all those things, if you click that, you see you know pictures of different people and you see yourself and you see you working out, a lot of times people will just be like, I'm attracted to that. Like, I just want that. I don't want all your mumbo jumbo. Uh, I just want that. Can you talk to that person? Because... I'm saying um, that might be me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we're a person just, hey, Jacob, I don't want the process. I just want the result. So can we? Can you spare me and just get me a six pack tomorrow? <laughs> right. Yeah. No. No problem. There's a there's a great pill for that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. There's there's no pill for that. There really isn't. And you you mentioned the word convinced there, and I think uh, honestly, when when. I speak to someone when I get a chance to, to speak to someone about their health, typically they're already convinced. They've, they've convinced themselves at that point that something has to change. You know, it's, it's no, no longer really a, a, an option um, at that point, you know, and, and, but at times there, I think we, it, it, I don't know, I was having a conversation just the other day and we were talking just about, uh, we were talking about truth. This is my brother-in-law and, and, you know, we all in life, we, we do things, you know, at, let's say at a very basic level, just as a child, like if someone lies or steals or something, they don't have to be told that that's wrong or that's bad. There's just an innate feeling of like something isn't right. I need to change. And 
oftentimes when I'm speaking with someone at, at that point already, they've already experienced enough things in their life where they're like, man, I, I'm just, I'm so low on energy. You know, and I, my, my weight is, is killing me. My joints are, are killing me all these different things. And, you know, we help people design a vision. What's your vision for your life? Maybe it's attached to something that you were in the past you know, and it, to some degree, but there has to be a vision for your life or what you see in the future, because if there's no clear vision, then someone can't get excited about the process. And so we really, we start there and helping someone develop that clear vision, because at that point, then we clear the fog. What's the ambiguity in the middle? Because when we clear that, then it's okay. We can get excited about this is what you have to focus on today. And, you know, let tomorrow worry about itself. Uh, but at that point, it gets exciting because, you know, it's just it's, it's a process. It is. So take us through that vision part, right? So you said, you know, if you don't have a vision, then the process gets like you can't get and fall in love with the process if you don't understand the vision. But some people are like, well, Jacob, isn't the process the vision? Isn't the goal the vision? Isn't the plan the vision? Isn't it all together? But it was amazing because you just said those two things and you separated them. Why did you separate them? I think they they serve their role and they serve their purpose because here here's usually the beginning where you start with why you know and you even mentioned it you know you know we a lot of times with clients I, I'm starting with okay let's define your why what does this look like for you what do you want and it can't it can't necessarily just be you know I want to be healthy I want to get in shape those are great things but they're too vague and it ha- it has to be really I was just actually having this conversation with a client just moments before we, we got a chance to talk here and saying these very things, I want to be healthy. Okay, well, why do you want to be healthy? What does that look like? What does that mean for you? Well, I'm experiencing all of this pain or I, uh, the, you know, this scenario was like, I, I, my cholesterol is high. I want to see my numbers in the right spot when I go to the doctor. Okay, well, what are you experiencing you know, right now in your life that, that, that needs to change. And when it came down to it, it was like, you know, my, my energy is terrible and I have too much belly fat. Okay. Those are tangible things. Those are measurable things that we can see and we can make action towards. And so it was like the result is a leads to B leads to C. And, you know, we, we kind of drew this path out to where, yes, let's attack the the belly fat, but it's also, it's not just your goals. It's going to start with your priorities and in the end, you know, getting to your, your appointment here coming up with the doctor to check your levels, if we can accomplish X, Y, and Z, losing the belly fat, getting your energy, getting your eating habits right, all of those things, you know, you're going to feel a whole lot better and your numbers are going to be where they should be. And so it's almost like, you know, some side benefits in the process by really seeing uh, the result. And here's the thing, just to, you know, simply put, uh, simply put this one of the things that we start with is having a really clear goal in mind, but we don't stay there. There's goals and then there's priorities, right? And, and oftentimes people focus on, on the goal. Maybe they don't define it well enough, but once they do, it's the goal, the goal, the goal. But really what we have, uh, we help people with is what's the goal and then let's focus on the priorities and we'll bounce back to the goal periodically to make sure you're on track. Um, and so really that's, that's kind of the, the difference there between the process versus the vision. How do you keep people from getting down on themselves? Because I mean, and there's, there's the upside and the downside to goals, right? And you know, right. when a person gets locked into the goal, then they don't hit the goal. 
how are you helping them to accept the grace? You know, because all of us, well, very few of us are going to turn out looking like you, right? We're not going to be like chiseled out of stone, look like a statue and look like a superhero. But how, how is that? Like, help us to understand how you help people with grace too, because I think that this is something that is a, a very huge superpower of yours. Mm. Well, I, I think to start off, it's, it's clear expectations. And this is something that from the very beginning, we, we start out with clients of, okay, what do you want? And here is the path to, to getting there. Uh, because quite honestly, with, with weight loss, it's one of the, the key things that we help people with because it's attached to so many different areas of, of, of life. You know, and, and when I say of life, maybe that looks like for, you know, a, a single mom keeping up with her kids and being able to, you know, throw a couple of them over her shoulder and get in the car. And maybe it's for a, a, a dad who's who's carrying their their, uh, their child's car seat up the stairs. And, and, you know, we've had these these conversations with people where it's like, man, it's really affecting, you know, my day. It's affecting my confidence stepping up to, to speak in front of people, my team, my, an audience, whatever that might be, a congregation, and feeling like man, I'm just pulling on my shirt all the time and I just feel uncomfortable and it's affecting their, their message. You know, it's affecting you know, their confidence. It's affecting all the things that, you know, career, um, you know, family, finances, all different areas of life. And so it really begins with starting with that place of, okay, what is it that you want? But then there's, man, Kelly, I got to tell you, there's so many, so many myths and we live in the information age, right? Where it's like, you know, do this diet, don't do that diet, eat this food, don't eat that food, you know, and, and people are so inundated with information. They're just, they're, they're tired and frustrated and confused by all the things they feel like they have to do to lose the weight. And honestly, they just want this picture, this result. If you want to be chiseled, you absolutely can. I believe there, anybody really can be chiseled. You know, it just, it depends on someone's desire and their commitment level. There is a path to getting there because I, I have folks that are, you know, they're, they're busy professionals. They're, they're nurses, you know, they're, senior pastors, they, they want to have abs. They want to be beach ready at any point in time. And that's okay. I have others that, you know, they're in similar fields and they're like, man, I just want to lose the 20, 30 pounds. I'm not really concerned about abs. I just want to, you know, really be able to play ball with my kids and, and, you know, last through those couple hours, you know, and, and be able to, to survive. So it's really, it's not so much of the, the end goal as it is like somebody's commitment level to getting there. Once that's dialed in, I mean, game on. We can get them, to, we can get them through that process. But it's, it, you said it there you know, in the beginning is how. Like how does, how does someone not get discouraged setting those proper expectations? Because honestly, it's, it's the stories, right? The, the stories along the way that we, we tell ourselves that, oh, man, I'm a weekend. I'm two weeks in. I'm three weeks in. Why haven't I seen results? And that's when I get to sit with someone. I'm like, just yesterday, this just happened. I'm like, you know, directing their attention from this number to hey, look what, look at this, this, and this that you just accomplished. And I remember she was like, wow, like I've, I've really done that. And it's like these things, these priorities, these action steps, these are accomplishing your goal. 
But sometimes, I, most times, people get so hyper-focused on that goal that they've set. And they're like, it's not happening. It's not happening. But it's the priorities along the way with proper expectations and clarity that actually gets people there. And, and that's a huge part of what we do is, is, is walking arm in arm with people to get through that process. So you talked about it just a second ago, which was the myths, right? We're, we're hit with so much information. Me growing up, I didn't have social media. We didn't even have the Internet. Uh, I remember when weird science happened, Jacob, that was before you were born. Uh, but when weird science happened, we heard of this thing called the internet and you put a phone down on top of this thing and it would, they made a woman out of, you know, it was amazing, (laughs) but I didn't, I didn't have to deal with all that information. I didn't, I like, I just, we had, you know what I heard? That's, that's, that was our internet back in the day. You know what I heard was this. And then you could just say whatever you wanted and no one was going to be, be able to Google you. Nobody was going to be able to dispute you. You'd be like, you know what I heard? My uncle, daddy's uh, boyfriend said, ba 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 ba, Right? So tell me the top three myths right now that just grind you about uh, fitness and about, uh, uh, about health. Mm. Number one, I would say, is you're, you're eating too much. Number two would be carbs are bad. And number three would be you need to do lots and lots of cardio or you're not doing enough. You're not doing enough effort to actually lose the weight and get to your goal. So let's dive into number one. You're not, you're like, I'm eating too much. I love that you said that because now, man, I I mean, I'm getting that double burger. Uh, I'm going to get the extra fries and I'm going to be like, you know what? Jacob looks like this. I'm going to bring a picture of you. I'm going to print it out on my shirt and I'm going to have you on my shirt. And then when I go and I order a double burger and I order two of them with 14 fries, then I'm going to be like, Jacob told me that I can't overeat. So talk to us about, <laughs> about that first one. Let's go into the first one. Then we'll go into the second, third one. Well, first one here, talking about overeating. Have, let me ask this, Kelly. Have you ever got to the place, because I have, where, you know, and I know the meal. It's my mom's lasagna. You yes. know, you get to the place where you're like, you're stuffed. And you're like, oh, my goodness, I can't eat another bite. Like, have you ever been to that place? Oh, man. I, I tell you, if you want every night, Monday through Sunday. Uh, you know, multiple times each day. Right. Well, I mean, imagine getting to that place and then forcing yourself to eat more and more. You know, it just, it's really, it's unrealistic to do over and over again to really overeat. There's so many studies that have been done from those who have been from overeating and and gaining weight. And, And the body is so smart because if someone is rapidly eating, it's, it, it all comes back to metabolism, right? So, and this is a word that gets, you know, used quite often, um, especially uh, among women, you know, and, and, and older men are feeling like, man, my metabolism is slow. And the body is so smart that when someone eats more, that metabolism is going to ramp up for, to, to burn those calories off. When someone because here's what here's what most people do. Most people aren't focused on eating more. Uh, I, I tell you, on my way to my my, my I went on one bodybuilding show, and it was enough for me. I just needed that experience. Uh, did you wear Did you wear that, a speedo? Did you wear a speedo? I mean, I you, did. You got you, you know, got your speedo on. Did, now let me ask you this: Did you do the self tanner, looking like an oompa loompa? 
I am black and I still got three shades of You pain. did. <laughs> <laughs> but it evened out you my did. white legs. Hey, uh, how how dark how dark did you go? Did you go Wesley Snipes? No, no. You didn't I, go that? I mean, it, you know, I, I just went, I didn't go dark chocolate. I just went from caramel to milk chocolate. Okay, you know, all right, all right. But you, but was, did you, I don't understand in the bodybuilding world, why don't they do your head? Because I see the guys and they're the same color in their face, but their whole body is that dark, the uh, the milk chocolate. Uh, were you, were you still know. caramel in your face? Well, actually they did my face. It was a light. They did your face? It was a light yeah, yeah, it was a light brush. Okay. You know, but right. I mean, I, I've already got, you know, some of that darker tone anyway. So okay. it wasn't, wasn't too, too <laughs> So, so, so anyway. I, I got sidetracked. I, I, I saw a squirrel. So, uh, you, yeah. you were, so back in the, you, you went, you did the fitness, uh, you did the bodybuilding thing. You were in a Speedo. You had three shades yeah. of self tanner on. Um, I mean, I was, I was eating quite a bit leading up to that show. Okay. Um, you know, and, and so here's the thing really thinking about, the the essence of of pulling back calories I, i've met with people before that that are eating calories so low their body is doing everything it can to just hold on and i i heard a story just the other day like someone lost 30 pounds in a month 30 pounds in a month someone might say that's awesome but in in, in my mind thinking that that's it's not necessarily it's it's not healthy you know, to drop that amount of weight in that short of time. And there's a lot of things out there that are promoting eat way less, like basically starve yourself to get there. But I'm a long-term thinker, right? So I got to ask myself, what's happening in that process? If somebody loses 30 pounds like that, number one, once they get there, most of the time they don't know how to sustain it because they don't know the proper eating habits. It was just a starvation mode to get there. But I mean, I've heard the stories of, of hair loss and, and, you know, brittle bones or brittle nails or, you know, all kinds of or loose skin because of doing it in a way that wasn't necessarily healthy. It was all about a short term result, uh, digestive issues, all kinds of things as a result of just slamming your system like that versus it's not necessarily a, the, the topic isn't about how little can I eat, but it's more so. How many of the right things can I put in my body? So let's tackle the Therefore, second one. Just tackle the second one. Yep. You said carbs. Carbs are bad. And you hear this all the time. I remember, and yep. you don't, you, you again, you, you were probably, uh, I, I don't know where you were. You were probably still in heaven at this time. But <laughs> I remember there was a, uh, when, when Oprah was doing a show every single day. This was back before Oprah owned the world. And oh, she, yeah. and, and she uh, came, they, they had a show and it, they were talking about carbohydrate sensitive people. And they were, and then they started to, to abbreviate it in carbs. And I'm not saying that she was the first person to do it, but she had a talk show on it and it really got out there. And everyone started just slamming carbs, all the food, no carbs, blah, 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 blah. If I need to lose, you know, and look good for the bikini for the, in two weeks, then I'm going to go no carbs. And then, <laughs> so help us with this, uh, Jacob, because again, like when we hear this over and over and over again, a lot of times we think that's true. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this simply put, I mean, carbs serve their purpose, right? And it's to help bring energy. And there's, there's a lot of things out there like, you know, keto and things like that, that, you know, 
I'm not saying keto is bad. I'm saying keto is very specific, you know, and, and you got to think about why it was made. It was made for a population that their, their body didn't metabolize carbs well, and they were having seizures. And, and so when we look at carbs, uh, think of just the name, right? Carbohydrate, like hydrate, the carbs are, 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 they contain water. And so when someone, you know, cuts carbs, uh, quite honestly, you're, they're going to lose five pounds within the course of a few days, but that doesn't mean they lost five pounds of fat. That just means they've depleted, you know, some, some water in their body that, you know, carbs contain. And so it's, it's amazing when we look at the, the purpose of the different macronutrients of the body, you know, fats, protein, carbs, they all serve a really good purpose. But if someone doesn't understand why and what that purpose is and how it serves their body and, and you know really it's i see it in it's dials like we all have you know there there are our principles that uh, foundational things you know principles stay the same methods change you know principles are many uh, or principles are few methods are many you know methods may change principles they never do you know and so there are certain principles that stay the same for each person's body but it's like the dials, right? The methods, what, what exactly does someone need? What's the right amount of carbs? But I think to, to just rule out an entire category, it, 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 it provokes the question, why, you know, why, why is that, you know, why is that a thing? You know, because every function, every macronutrient, it serves a purpose in the body. And without understanding there, it's, it's, it's not serving you long-term. It's just, again, it comes back to that short-term result of what's the quickest fix I can get. Okay, I dropped five pounds. Well, you just depleted yourself of carbs and hydration. As soon as that comes right back, you get out of ketosis, which you know most people do. Just a few bites of carbs, and you're out of it. You know, it, it's this. It's not really reasonable long term. So, talk to us about the. You said the principles are few, methods are are many, right? Can yeah. you talk to Can you talk to us a little bit about these things? And then, just a side question again. Like I get. Uh, I, I, I'm fascinated by this stuff. I'm fascinated by masters. That's why I have masters on the podcast because I don't have to be good at this stuff, right? And listening to this, it makes sense when you said that, you know, there's not uh, like as far as overeating. When I feel that stuff, like I can't physically eat more. Like uh, there's times where I want to when there's some, you know, banana cream pie, you know, like after uh, Thanksgiving, banana cream pie, banana cream pie with some um, graham cracker crust. Mm-hmm. Some real bananas on top of it and that whipped cream, the cool cool whip. I I can't say no. And I'm stuffing my – but there comes to a point where I can't go further, right? Right. So talk to us to – but, uh, you know, when I'm talking about that, have you ever – have you ever had a a person that you were working with that they were like, oh, you know, my belly, my belly, and you were just like, you just need to – and they said, I keep pulling on my shirt when I'm – and you were like, just get a bigger shirt, bro. You ever say that to anybody? No, <laughs> I usually don't. <laughs> I just want to see uh, if I can, I want to see if I can catch you. Uh, you a know, little, little counterproductive. Okay, to, all right, uh, all right. Okay, so help help us with this uh, the 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 principles and methods part because this is this is massive in our day today. Yeah, yeah. I mean that we have to think about long term and, and really. What we do, we, and number one, you know, at, at Fit to Lead, it has to be effective. Any any program that 
a, a, a uh, any yeah, any program that a client begins, it has to be effective. It has to be specific to them, you know. But yet, I, I think there are a lot of things out there that you know can be quote unquote effective, and and you know that can be very I guess you know subjective, you know, to the result. But then I, I, I the next question I ask is and. and one thing that we really we we hold to is that long-term result is it has to be enjoyable i mean if you can't do the thing that got you to your goal and you can't continue to do that you know three months down the road six months 12 months three years i mean i i really for me i I live by this this principle that you really you shouldn't make a, a change and your diet that you're not willing to maintain long term. So right then and there, it just it nixes all of these quick fix diets where it's like, okay, eating all these, you know, quote unquote, sugar free foods, low calorie, you know, really, really low deficit diets that just cause long term damage, because you can't sustain that you, you can't. And whether that's in, in terms of, you know, your own psychological benefit and cravings and all those things or you know even i would say even more importantly is the the ultimate health of your body and your brain and all of those things it has to be enjoyable and therefore it cuts out all the the quick fix uh, ideas along the way so help us to uh jacob because where does this type of um thought process come from with you because what I see and what I love about you is that it's consistent, right? And this was a thing that when we talked, when uh, myself, your, you and your wife talked, when we were talking, we were talking long-term, right? And you seem to always be focused on the long-term. That's a tough thing in today's world because there's shiny stuff. There's ways to be able to amplify. There's ways to be able to cut corners, where, mm-hmm. where did you learn this and, and how can someone develop that discipline and understand how important that is? I, I learned it through experience, to be quite honest. It's, you know, I think about it, it's not everyone has time to do it right the first time, but everyone has time to do it right the second time. And I, I walked through, I remember at, at, at to 26, just at being a milestone uh, for, you know, a lot of people where, you know, things and, and hormones change, you know, bodies change, you know, around that, that mile marker. And I remember jumping into, you know, headstrong saying, I'm, I'm doing this, I'm getting back in shape, I'm getting healthy. And my wife and I, we made a commitment uh, to each other, you know, say we'd only, we've been married just a, a few years at that point. And we've always been long-term thinkers. So we said, we don't have kids yet. At the time, we we're like, we want to be healthy for one another. We want to be healthy for our future family. So we're doing it. And we, we, we didn't look back. And, and quite honestly, you know, you know you've made a decision when you don't have to keep making that decision over and over again. And we made that decision. We moved forward. But really, I had some, some principles that were just kind of, I learned, you know, in, in grade school with, you know, on high school sports and things like that, that didn't really apply to my day to day, you know, being a, a pastor at the time, you know, it, I wasn't training for football, I wasn't on the field. And so a lot of the things that I did in high school, 
as a teenager, they didn't apply to my world as an adult. And I think that's a huge hangup for a lot of people and, and why we have the heart to serve those who, you know, are in this, this age group because they're, they're, they're called in so many ways to, to, to many people, but they're, they're, you know, they're hung up and they're held back by their health and they only know what they know. And I only knew what I knew at that time. And it caused me pain. Honestly, I remember I had just terrible joint pain. It hurt to write, to sign my name. It hurt to text. I could squat, you know, 300 plus pounds in the gym, no problem. But I couldn't stand 15 minutes through church without having to sit down because my knees were so bad. And I never had knee problems before up until that point. A lot of, I, a lot of, I hear people say a lot of times, oh, I've got bad knees. Well, maybe not. Maybe it's just the things that are, are, that are happening on an ongoing basis that are putting you in a really bad spot. You know, I had terrible digestive issues, really bad heartburn, things that were, you know, I had just hit the ground running with weightlifting and just eating all kinds of things. And, and, you know, I, I just didn't know what I was doing at that time because I was only going off of, you know, grade school knowledge. It, I tell you what, Kelly, it got to a point where I was in and out of ERs trying to figure out why can't I breathe? I was in the middle, it got to a certain point, I was in the middle of a workout, and I, I was like, I can't even breathe. Like, I feel like just shortness of breath and all of these things. And uh, I remember, honestly, crying out to God in that moment saying, heal me, take this away, help me, help me with whatever is going on. And I remember he, he healed me from that instantly, in that moment of the shortness of breath, everything else was a process. Everything else I had to, to learn my way out of. And, and there, I don't know, I can't explain it. There are healings that happen instantly and there are healings that are progressive. That thing was instantly, I could breathe, I can open up my lungs again. Everything else, the digestion, you know, the, um, the, the joint pain, uh, the, you know, just the, the body fat, all of those things, it was a process of learning and growing and developing. The better I got at that, the better person I was able to be to the better husband, to my, my wife, the, the better, you know, pastor to uh, the youth students at the time, the better, uh, you know, just, just in all areas of life. As I grew and got better, the areas of my life grew. And I said, man, there are so, so many people out here, my wife and I both, like there's so many people out here that are struggling and they're just inundated with misinformation. How can we reach them and help them be who they're called to be and not be held back by all this baggage literal and you know and figuratively so when when you're uh, jacob when you're looking at it too like like a master like yourself and that's what i love about the podcast is because i get to have masters at their craft and then i don't have to be good at anything i just have really cool friends who are really super intelligent and then i i just i don't have to do anything at all you know and when you're a master you things slow down and you can see things that other people can't see right and so when I'm saying this, I have an experience in the professional beauty industry for 29 years. There was things that I could see because I had been through it so many times and I could see it so clear. The person would sit down and I remember one time I got stumped, not to say that I didn't get stumped a lot, but this one time in particular, lady sits down, her hair is falling out like a lot, a ton. I go through the whole thing of hereditary, I go through all the stuff and I can't find anything. I ask about uh, anesthesia because anesthesia, four months afterwards, for those of you women out there that you go through anesthesia, four months afterwards, you're going to have hair fall. And if you don't know that, the number one cause of hair fall is stress, and stress causes hair fall. 
right? So the number one uh, cause of hair fall is stress. And women, the number one cause of stress in women is hair fall. So you could see that circle that would happen to a woman. Oh, my hair's falling out. I'm stressed. Stress causes hair fall. So it goes in that circle. So I go through the anesthesia, no anesthesia, um, supplement change, no supplement change, all these things. We find, I'm finally, I'm just stumped. And then I, I'm just about to walk away from the lady because she was working with somebody else. And she turned to the hairdresser that she was working with and she said, she was like, I'm so happy because I lost 60 pounds in the last six weeks. And I turned and I was like, what? 60 pounds? And I realized oh. that that was the reason. Right. And so then it became clear any woman who I see lose tons and tons of weight in a small amount of time. There's two things. Number one, I know you're going to be bigger in a couple of weeks or a couple of months or Mm -hmm. a year. I know this because I've seen it. Yeah. Number two is, is I know if you lose that amount of weight, you're also going to lose your hair. So talk to us. The reason why I say this is because I want I want to hear this in your perspective, what are some of the things that you see from a mile away, Jacob, that most of the population, myself included, we're not seeing, but it's such a simple fix. It's not easy, but it's a simple fix from your side because you're seeing it from a master's view. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the, the, what it comes down to is a a deficit of nutrients in the body because our body is made to thrive on God-given food, right? Not not so much the uh, the the processed foods, and you know, it, it, I'm not about like, hey, just cut everything out. You can't ever have anything fast food. There are times like, you know, it's the middle of the night. We're traveling back. The only thing is a Wendy's. Uh, I'm you know I'm gonna feel it, but it's not a part of my regular rhythm or routine, you know. And and a simple tip here is. You know, you walk into a grocery store, there is there are clearly marketable tactics in that grocery store. You know, walking out, the, those powdered donuts are going to be right there on the end cap or all the gum and candy as you're, you know, there's so many things that, you know, are, are marketed to us. And I ride the perimeter, you know, all the natural foods, you know, right there around the perimeter, um, you know, versus all of the, the processed foods in the middle, because, and I think this is this is fascinating to me the way the body works, the way it's designed um, to really protect itself from harm, homeostasis, right? To keep you alive. At the end of the day, we're doing so many things that the body is fighting to stay alive. And you know, to kind of speak to that <clears throat> that instance that you talked about which it, it breaks my heart hearing things like that, 60 pounds in six weeks because of the, the, the emotional turmoil that happens within that where someone has a really high high, they're going to have a really low low when all these things are happening at once to their body that they can't truly sustain. But what most people don't see under the surface and the, is the body has what's called a set point, right? And this is it's it's what's seen here and and let's say this instance of this person you know who who's lost you know 60 pounds or we can take a figurative person right like 30 pound weight loss you know and then they go back to their old habits maybe that's for a certain trip right 
let's just say vacation. We, we you know, we, we've all done it or got, oh, I'm going to be at the beach. All my friends are going to be there. You know, all these families and we try to impress people that we don't, we don't even know or don't even like, you know, like I got to get ready for this trip, you know? And so let's say we get there to that trip, 30 pounds have been lost. Okay. That it took you, you know, however long to get there, but it was something that was not sustainable. It was a quick fix. And then after the trip is done, <laughs> returning to old habits, that weight goes right back up. What is the body's response? Trauma. Oh my gosh, what in the world just happened? You know, our, uh, the whole, you know, routine, everything like that over the last, I don't know, let's say four, eight weeks if someone was losing that fast, this traumatic experience where it was used to food a certain way, even protecting itself from certain processed foods. Um, you know, I mean, it, you know, a little side note, McDonald's, as a, as a teenager, it used to bother my stomach so much. But then everyone was doing it. Everyone was going there. So it was my environment. So I was like, okay, I got to find a way to eat McDonald's. I ate McDonald's enough. I kid you not. My stomach stopped hurting. I eventually became calloused in my stomach to McDonald's. Now, I have not had McDonald's in years. But to this day, if I go to McDonald's, I know instantly my stomach will hurt. Why? Because it's, it's, you know, it's not desensitized like it was as a teenager. I could handle a lot more as a teenager. Um, but anyway, back to like that set point theory where someone comes off vacation, they regain the weight, they come back to their old habits. The body in response says, oh my gosh, that was scary. That was traumatic. We were once here. We need to prepare for next time. So that set point, let's say it was just a good average 200 pounds, now it becomes 205. So that person went from 200 to 170, now their body's going to go up to 205. And then the next vacation rolls around. A few months later, they do that same thing again. Okay, I've got to get back down. Maybe it's a little bit harder this time. They say they lose 30 pounds again, now they're at 175. The body says, holy crap, that happened again, let's prepare 205 plus a little bit more. 210. And you just see this cycle uh, of, you know, there's so many other factors within that too, stress, hormones, metabolism, but just a, a, an overview, a 30,000 foot view, this set point is what's happening over and over again. Lose it, gain it, gain more. Lose it, gain it, gain more. You know, and it's just a, a it's a terrible cycle. How important is sleep in this whole equation? Oh, so important because sleep affects hormones right? and your hormones are a, a big control center to a lot of the functions happening in your body and for so many you know for for guys like i want to boost my testosterone well you know the hormones are all out of whack you know for ladies you know my wife she's done an incredible job you know after you know having our first child like you know she, she i mean she looks good you know and she's even more in shape than before she had our, our child and, and and you know we've we've learned and we've grown and we've experienced more but i mean the hormones go crazy even during that time and so sleep affects the hormones so much and i mean you just think about it think, think about a meeting if you've ever been in a meeting and you're sleep deprived and you're like i just can't quite remember what's that one thing you know or the times that you're sleep deprived and you're like man I'm, why am i just why am i snacking so much like i'm just so hungry you know, all these control mechanisms in the body that are controlled by the hormones 
you know, cortisol goes up, all these different things. Your stress elevates, your mood changes. Like these are things we've all experienced, maybe not knowing why or where it's coming from, but sleep and stress, you know, co-partners right there, hand in hand with really affecting our hormones and, and, and ultimately really affecting you know, our, our you know, weight and so many things that are controlled by the body. So <laughs> long answer is sleep is so important. The short answer, it's so important. So help us with the stress part because as we go along, we continue to live in a world that is so fast. Like if I don't keep up, I'm going to drop behind. Yeah. If I don't post every day at this time, I can't catch the algorithm. I got to do this. And I, if I don't have social media now, they used to, be, I mean, honestly, I still believe, I still believe this. I still believe that if you are a master of your craft, the world will find you. If you are a master of your craft, the world will find you. I find that, say with knives, the shinier the handle, the cheaper the blade. That's true. Yeah, because they don't have to spend any money or energy on the handle when the blade is that strong and that powerful. And I find that in a day where we're told exactly opposite, you need to put as much shiny lacquer on everything that you do or else you're going to fall behind and someone's going to take your market share. But you constantly are talking about long-term. But let's go in-depth in that, the stress part. How can a person lower their stress? And when we're in a world of more, 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 faster, 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 don't fall behind. you got to be everything to everybody at all times. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, it's such an important topic and really – it comes back to that why factor of why are you doing what you're doing? And and not just in your, your daily habits, but where you're at in life, you know, the, the work that you're doing, you know, the, the place that your family's and how you treat your family, all of those different things, they're, they're so important uh, in, in the grand scheme of things. And so I just want to give a, a short story to kind of uh, illustrate this. I remember during the, uh, the, 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 you know, 2020, you know, COVID, you know, that, that the, the height of COVID in that season, when, you know, quarantine started happening. And I remember uh, a, a specific client who had been at this, he, he'd been losing, you know, he'd been making progress. And then all of a sudden, boom, he hits this plateau. There wasn't a lot of things that nothing really changed about his diet, about his exercise. You know, he was with me, you know, we were, we were, we were coaching all these different things. I remember he hit that plateau and then he, he got at, you know quarantined at home and, and he was on furlough and it wasn't like, oh my gosh, I got laid off. I'm struggling. I'm stressed. It was like, hey, I get to be at home with my family now and enjoying the things that I love most. I'm not stressing about finances, still getting paid, all of that, but I get to have time for myself. And sure enough, what happened? He starts boom, instantly goes into progress mode again, starts losing, losing, and getting closer towards his goal. The only thing that changed was his, his stress level. He wasn't working these long, long shifts. And, you know, stress is, it's a, stress is not necessarily negative because even working out in the gym, the only way to improve your body, the only way to, you know, get under, um, you know, even we didn't even get to the third thing there, which is like, you know, end, endless cardio. People think you have to do cardio, 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 and, and they're just increasing this high amount of cortisol and stress 
you know, on their body and on their joints and even on their mind psychologically of like, oh, I've got to do another cardio session, even though I don't like it. If someone loves cardio and they're training for a marathon, absolutely, you need to run. But if not, if it's just to get in shape, you know, it doesn't make quite as much sense. And so there's good stress and, you know, there's bad stress. And, you know, honestly, bad stress is when, you know, something, maybe something negative happens or it, it could be just the, the point of like, you know, you, you push yourself beyond what is possible. If someone is bench pressing, you know, and they're, they're repping out, they're doing great. You know, they've got a good pump and they're getting results. That's good stress. Someone puts more than they can handle. Their max is 100 and they put 150 on. That's bad stress. They're going to be in the hospital. It's more than they can handle, you know. And But I think there's so many principles, even in the gym, working out, that are, are relative to our day-to-day. And, and even to the point of self-talk, it, it's, it's, it's easy for me to identify the way someone talks to themselves when they step up to a bar and they're getting ready to, to lift how they speak to themselves on an ongoing basis with their, their home life, you know, their finances, different situations. If they're, they're negatively saying, you can't do this. Like, oh, I'm, I'm going to fail. This is going to be terrible. It's going to be so painful. It's usually indicative of, of how they talk to themselves, you know, all day long, you know, throughout that process. And so anyway, I could, I could go on about stress is, I think it's, it's something that we, as as humans, we as leaders, you know, just business owners, past, we we learn through, you know, what is our our limit, but also learning how to expand your capacity. Because I see it as this meter, right? There's being complacent, and then there's going. It's kind of like a car, right? You can't redline forever. You can redline for a little bit, and it'll expand your capacity to what you can do. But you can't stay there. Just like a sprinter can't sprint a marathon. You can only say it'll, it'll, you know, you, you'll be pushed, but you got to come back to the stretch zone and stay in the stretch zone and be uncomfortable and grow and pursue personal growth and development. But you can't push to the point where you're so stressed out that you're about to break and blow the engine. And I think too many people live their lives that way where they stay in the stress zone. And, and quite honestly, I, I feel like a, a big component of that is fear and anxiety. People they, they feel like they have to do so many things. They fear the worst. They have, they're so anxious and, and, and so many reasons to stay there that it's just like, man, if you don't have enough time in the day to do all the things, maybe you weren't meant to do all the things, you know? So help us too, because you said you didn't get in number three. Cardio is one of the biggest things, especially when the pandemic happened. Every person on the planet got a Peloton. And then people were like, I just did 17,000 rides and I got some high fives on there. And I like uh, Leanne Hainsby. Uh, that's the that's the girl. That's the woman that uh, does the training when I get on the Peloton bike. But can, can you encourage those people out there that are on the Peloton a lot and ain't seeing no damn results? Right, right. Well, I guess, um, <clears throat> Kelly, the first question I'd ask is, do you like it? You know, is it for you? Like, do you do you love doing cardio? Because if, if that's your thing, then and you you find enjoyment out of it, and you know you're 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 you know relieving stress, like then that's a that's a great thing, you know. But if if your goal isn't necessarily to do cardio all the time, it's just a means to an end. Well, then you got to look at the big picture. Like, if it's to lose weight, but yet you're on the the cardio machine all the time, I mean, it's it's 
it's not going to be helpful long term. Now, is it needed? Is it necessary? Yes. Cardio, I mean, it, it's in reference to your heart, getting your you know cardiovascular system strong. Like you absolutely need that. Um, you know, but me personally, um, yeah, I, I honestly, I like strength training more. And there are days like, you know, I, I, I'm squatting and, you know, my heart rate is up in, you know, 150s, you know, and I, I'm heavy squatting and things like that. Not saying everybody needs to heavy squat, but you have to find the, the sense of, of enjoyment and fulfillment that is going to work for you long term that also benefits your body. Uh, because someone can run for, you know, I, I know marathon runners and they love it. That's their thing. And, and it, it benefits them, you know, um, are you still with me? I don't yeah. know if we kind of froze. Oh, no, okay. I'm here. I guess I froze. But I, I mean, I know cardio runners that are or marathon runners, they love it. That's their thing, you know, but then, you know, if, if someone doesn't, doesn't love it, I mean, there are so many indicators, you know, as to helping someone long-term, um, that's why HIT's a popular thing today, high intensity, um, strength training. There's just different methods. It really is about what's the end result uh, because long, long stents of cardio, it, it tends to be high, high stress, high cortisol. And then if your goal is to lose weight at the end of the day, you're working against yourself. It's it's amazing that you say it, and I never heard it that way as far as, you know, when because there was times where, uh, you know, say Peloton and and I was like, I got to do it every day and I'm feeling good and I, I do the stuff. But I was almost having stressful feelings before I got on the bike while I'm on the bike. And you're saying that that stress is releasing cortisol, which is not a, a great thing. Um, you know, during that time. So it, it's amazing to be able to see it in every sing, at every single turn, everybody who's listening, you see the long term that Jacob is talking about. So Jacob, when you're working with him, if you're from 35 to 55 and you're in that professional realm and you're a high flyer, Jacob's your guy, but also he's not going to quick fix you. I wish that you would, because I'd be like, I've, I, you know, we're going to be friends for life. And I'm still for the rest of your life. I'm still going to be like, yo dude, is there like one exercise that I could do for like two minutes and get abs today? Uh, and then you're going to uh, respond back with some like, no, it's got to be long-term Kelly. And you got to look at the vision of where you want to go. And then I'm going to respond, Jacob, just one time, man, I won't tell anybody. I just need abs for today. I'm going to the beach and can you help <laughs> my brother out? So, well, here's the, I mean, there are things that, that we do that help clients get, cause it's the small wins along the way, but honestly, you need to see a, 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 a short term result. And it, it, that's what helps people, you know, emotionally, psychologically. It's not just about, you know, we don't, we, we don't ever just tell someone like, Hey, don't worry about it. You know, you're going to get to six months and then you'll just drop all the weight immediately. You're not going to see any result. Like there has to be those milestones uh, along the way that, you know, there are things that, you know, you, you, you can see the benefit like in a short period of time, but in the long, in the grand scheme of things, we, it always comes back to, is this, you know, is this enjoyable and is this going to be effective long-term and, and do I have the support I need to actually get there and to sustain it? So, I mean, if you want quick abs, Kelly, there's, <laughs> there's things that we could do, you know, to, to really help them pop. Yeah, so, but it won't but be. Okay. It might be makeup. It might be blood, like some some contour on my belly that you could draw in. We did that one time at a show. It was it was it was awesome. This is the only time I ever had abs. It was a, a great feeling. Um, I, I I really enjoyed it, and it has gone by the wayside. Um, a thing that I want to I want to go back to you mentioned about your wife. 
Wife's amazing, Angelina, and uh, big shout out to her. Um, and any man that performs at the level that you do, and they're married, um, it's been, it's, it has a lot to do with the woman that's right by our side. I know this. My wife oh. reminds me of it all the time through her actions, not through her words. How much pressure does it put on your wife, you being in this profession? Because, you know, that, I mean, and, and how do you manage that? Because a woman, as we know, could go through, and our bodies change, all the stuff. How do you manage, like, how do you manage that in your relationship? Because I remember I asked a guy, I was sitting next to him on a plane one time, and he was, jack, like, jack-jacked. Like, he was, like, shaking jacked, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, he, he was, he was looking for a protein shake at all times. He was very, very, they were like, you know, we're experiencing some turbulence. He was like, let me do a burpee real quick. Um, he, he was, he was in and I asked him about his wife and, uh, you know, he's like, yeah, she's fit too. And I was like, just out of curiosity, what happens if she doesn't stay fit. And he was like, that wouldn't happen. And I was like, how long you been married, man? He's like six months. I was like, okay. And he said, uh, he said, because I would tell her right away and I would let her know that she needs to get her butt in the gym. And I was like, dude, you haven't been married long and most likely you won't be married long. How do you manage it, Jacob, when you're such a high performer in the marriage itself? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, Kelly, I would say first off, know your role. <laughs> know your role. <laughs> uh, can't be coming out swinging every day. I mean, my, my wife is my wife. She's not my client. Um, but, you know, she she allows me, you know, at times to, to speak into her, you know, into her health in that regard. And, and you know, I, I learned that through experience. You know, I couldn't be, you know, talking about everything that she was doing and not doing what I mean. You know, how how do you know? Is, how do you know she really wants? Because every woman out there that's listening, right? So the cool thing about our show is we've got our demographic. Someone was like, "What is your niche?" And everyone's always about you got to have a niche and you got to be right inside the niche. And our niche is people. If you look at our demographics from 18 years old to 70 years old, we're 25, 25, 25. From our demographic as far as men and women, we are 47 to 53 women to men. Like. It's all across the board, which is amazing. Yeah. Right? And so when we look at that, women out there, you know there's some questions that you ask that you don't really want the answer. Jacob, how do you know when she wants the answer or not? I, I think we're, we're, you know, we're really on the same page about a lot of these things. And, and Has she ever tricked you? Has she ever tricked you asking you the question and then you're like, oh, wow, it's open. And then you fire and then you realize, man, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we're so honest about things with each other. And, you know, I, I think, you know, that's one thing for us. We're always so open to feedback. And I, I, I want her opinion, you know, so, so often and her perspective because she gives such great, you know, perspective. And, and that's one thing that. I was looking for when I, I was, you know, wanting someone, I was like, man, I want someone with, you know, leadership capabilities, great discernment, great perspective. And so, you know, I, I think to myself, why would I trample on the very thing that, that I, I asked for and I prayed for, you know? And so um, just that openness and, and honesty, I, I've learned not to just give, you know, advice that, because 
you know, advice that's unsolicited is, is criticism, right? You know, and, and, you know, we've had those conversations for sure. I'm not saying, you know, we're, we're perfect, but we've had those conversations. And so I, I often just wait for her, you know, when she wants to do something new and go to a new level or, or whatever, like, you know, I, I, I have her in my, my system and I'm like, okay, babe, here's your new program. Here's what's next. You know, here's what, but I, I think even beyond that, it's funny because after like as nice normal she gained weight when she was pregnant and you know she had baby weight after ellie was born that's just normal there there were um she she lost weight you know at a pretty you know good you know pace and and i think it's for the very same reasons that it was all a, a, a six month decision for me to um, to, to do bodybuilding from the decision six months later, I had a show that turnaround time was not very long. I think it was the same for her when she was pregnant from, you know, having Ellie to six months. And she's like, you know, she's, she's, you know, doing great is the environment because there was not a whole lot that we had to, we don't have to change all of these things that we're doing. You know, it, for me, getting to that place of being stage ready on a bodybuilding show, uh, like I had coaches, you know, of course, because I don't, I'm not trying to do something on my own. I think many times, side note, people try to do things on their own. And if it hasn't been working on your own for a while, it's time to change it up and do something different. Uh, but like, it, it was it was a matter of, of, you know, we already had solid habits in our home, um, in our, our environment. Like we don't have, you know, things that, you know, it's just, it's just set up, you know, right for us. And so people asked her like, Oh my gosh, are you, are you, are you dieting? Like, is your husband putting you on some kind of, you know, diet? Like, are you eating? I mean, people even told her like, you need to eat fast food and like, like fatten up. Like you should be, you know, you, you should be, be bigger right by now. You know, like you're, you're, you're breastfeeding all these things, you know, like, but it, it's just, it's the mentality of like, that's, that's, you know, for the same reason we could talk about someone who, you know, is, is, is successful in terms of finances, like they have a mindset, you could strip them of all their wealth, and, and they're going to produce a business or something of some sort that's going to reproduce that. Why? Because you can take stuff. But when someone has a mindset, you know, and a spirit about them, like you, you can't change that. And, and, you know, their their habits are going to be a result of who they have become. It's too many people and we started here too many people focus on what they're doing 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 but who are you becoming because out of that is going to flow your entire life right out of the heart it's going to flow your entire life and you know that's where we start with people is is you know what's what's you know quite honestly like what's in your heart like who are you becoming you know what does that look like what do you want jacob what do you wish more people would ask you hmm that's a that's a good question. I hadn't thought about that one before. I mean, I I think the question I could really see more people asking is how can I, in terms of health, how can I live the life that I want to? Who do I have to be in order to have the health that I want? You know who do I have to become and, and why? Because I think a lot of times it, it's, it's about the how people are focused on how do you get there? What do I need to do? But more so I think the question should be, who do I need to become 
to live the life that I want to live and have the health that I want to have. So I started the podcast, <clears throat> Jacob, because of my kids, right? And um, I wanted them to, and now I, I, I love this part of it. And I want to, I, I want to be able to make, now looking at it, <clears throat> you got me thinking like what type of habits and long-term can I look at as opposed to saying, you know, it's January, we got, uh, what is it, the New Year's resolutions, right? And everyone out there that's, and some people are like, that isn't me. It's everyone listening. <laughs> New Year's resolution, I'm going to change, I'm going to go on a cleanse. I'm going to do a cleanse. I'm going to do this, you know, do this one or that one or whatever it is. But the habit forming part is, I think, amazing. But I, I started the podcast because of my kids and I wanted them to see iconic people like yourself in the world, to see the masters at their craft, to see, I mean, anyone out there listening understands why, like, you would be a sought after person to be able to work with and, and have the, to have the opportunity to work with you is, <clears throat> it's not for everyone, but for that person who it is for, right? Because you can't take on the world, although you probably, I mean, it would be nice. But there's going to be people like me that is going to call you at 12 o'clock and be like, yo, like, let's skip all the diet stuff, the working out stuff and the having a good vision. Just give me abs, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and so that, mm -hmm. I, that, that wouldn't be your client. But I wanted to show my kids that, um, you know, the, the iconic Jacobs of the world aren't superheroes, that they're just people and that they have phenomenal attitudes, which you've shown all throughout the podcast and that you have incredible work ethic, um, which you, that was the part that you said, like, as long as you have that, that, you know, the vision, and then you have the discipline to, to engage in that vision, then I could get you there. Otherwise you're just going to have to get a bigger shirt. That's what, that's what I heard at least. <clears throat> so what did, what advice would you have for Maddox and McKenna? <laughs> and if you could use both of their names, it would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, uh, and, and you know, I guess what can clarify that that question there at the end for Maddox and McKenna. Yeah, the, uh, what advice? What advice would you have for those two? You know, coming from Uncle Jacob now um, to be young Uncle Jacob, very young. Um, <laughs> but from, coming from Uncle Jacob, what what advice would you have for Maddox? Is ten years old, about to be eleven next week. McKenna is thirteen years old. And uh, McKenna's a, a, a going into theater. She's a writer, director. Uh, she wants to act. Maddox is uh, plays every sport that you could possibly think of, um, and plays Fortnite, plays everything, and just is a joyous guy that loves life and every second of it. Um, but what advice? What advice would you have for those two, Maddox and McKenna? Yeah. Well, Maddox and McKenna. I mean, I would. I would encourage you really to number one, don't stop dreaming. I know your, your dad is a big dreamer and he's got perspective. And I remember, you know, having conversations from the very beginning with you, you know, that, uh, you know, you were, you, you've got long-term vision. And so I would say, don't stop dreaming and, and believing, you know, the best in, in, about yourself and what's possible, but also believing the best in others. Um, because if you can believe in yourself and you can believe in others, you, I mean, the sky is the limit because anything great requires people. Uh, there's that saying that if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, 
go with others. And so if you can believe in yourself and believe in others, then you won't put limits on yourself, what's possible. And I know we've talked a lot about health, but yeah, that's, that's in terms of your health. Oftentimes people put limits on themselves. And so take the limits off, keep dreaming, keep praying, keep believing in God and yourself and in others, and you'll go far. Jacob, what type of person is not your client? Well, it would be someone that is looking for a quick fix, someone who is not willing to put in the, the work and the effort to see their life changed and see that result. Um, and, and it's not necessarily someone who is, is training for um, like a, a young athlete, who, you know, a teenage athlete who's training for a sport. Um, more so the, the, the busy adult, the leader, the professional, um, the, 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 you know, the busy mom, the corporate worker, someone you know, who in, in, is in that lane. But anyway, you ask who is not. It's really those, those three things. Someone who's not willing to work hard, someone who's a, a, a young athlete, and um, someone who's just looking for a, a quick fix. Well, the reason why I ask you is because most people aren't willing to say who shouldn't work with them. And I think that more people should do this. I think that more people should let the world know, like with the hideout, right? So we've got the hideout, and it's based off of joy. And I said right off the bat, like who the, what the hideout is not. It is not for hustlers and grinders. It's not for people who are looking for a shortcut to success. It's not. Like, so if you are that guy, you're not going to come. And so we're going to choose people based off of, I think one of the best examples that I heard was a guy named Jeff Hoffman. He's going to be on the podcast on Thursday. He started Priceline.com. And he, t he said, if you spend any energy on trying to sell somebody, they're not your client. And I was like, wait a second, that goes against everything. He said, no, no, if they're your client and they are your guest, it will be like a, a, a match made in heaven. That person will have the same, uh, uh, an alignment. And he said, so spend the energy on people who are in line with what it is that you're doing and you won't expend all that energy trying to sell a bunch of people that shouldn't buy your product in the first place. And right. I just think that it's amazing, uh, uh, Jacob, because you know, having the courage and the vulnerability to be able to say, like, who is it not? And it's very, very clear. Like, it's very, very clear to you. And I, I just, I want to I wanna, uh, tell you how much I appreciate you. You're incredible. Um, now is the time with all of the, uh, every person that's watching, that's listening. All of you have got us in the top 1% of podcasts throughout the uh, whole entire globe. And uh, I, I said this to my daughter uh, the other day. We were at the top 1.5%. And I said, hey, baby, our ranking dropped to 1%. And she looked at me, and she just got attitude. She's 13. She's like, huh. And I was like, I, I mean, we're in the top 1% as far as globally, as far as podcasts. And she looks at me, and she's like, Tch. if I got a 1% on a test, Dad, do you think you would be happy? And I was like, no, 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 you don't understand. And I had, but she, she was hearing the story that she was hearing. But I want to thank every person out there because we have not done any, 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 any marketing. Nothing. The only marketing has been organic. The only marketing has been you sharing it with your friends. And we have done no paid marketing, anything like that. And I want to thank everyone out there who's been riding with us. The other thing is check, uh, check all the sponsors, click the links, all those things. This too is the time where I'm going to ask every single one of you. My daughter 
named McKenna. She's 13 years old. She found her thing. Her thing is theater. She goes to Aviara Oaks Middle School. Aviara Oaks Middle School is going to be doing a musical in, I believe it's March or April. We are going to be raising money for that. And so we will have a link in the bio to be able to donate to Aviara Oaks Middle School Drama Department. I got cool friends. I believe that my daughter can raise the amount of money to be able to do this, and I think that you can help. So I think that it is such a, uh, an amazing thing when you, when you bring people together in a common vision, like what you were talking about earlier, Jacob. Having a, a common vision or having a vision, it makes the process, like you shook my world today when you said it, when you have a vision, then the process is not something that you, that you are mad at or angry with, that you can lock into it. Yeah. And I, I can't thank you enough, man, for being on the show. I just think that you're incredible. And I think the, the cool thing, man, is I, I already see this stuff. Like when we first talked, when uh, your wife and I um, and, and yourself, we all talked, I already see the stuff that's going to happen with you and that is, that is happening around you. You're starting to see it, um, you know, and it's just it's amazing because you're doing the right things for the right reasons and the right things are going to continue to happen. And I want to thank you, man, for, for who you are as a human being, because you inspire so many. Man, I appreciate that, Kelly. And it's, it's good to, you know, get a chance to talk with you. And uh, from the moment that we, that I met you when we were on the call, um, you know, earlier, it's just getting to know, you can usually tell the, the spirit of about a person before they, you know, they even share their story. And, and it was good. And I could feel the, you know, the joy from you and, and, you know, really what you represented and so I just want to say thank you, man. I, I appreciate you. I'm encouraged by you, encouraged by your smile, your stories, um, and, and really, you know, even even throughout the day, like just seeing your Facebook posts of just, you know, the, the genuine, genuine moments of you've, you've, you know, shared like being on the beach and what God is speaking to you and just what your, who your heart is, being vulnerable. There's not a lot of people out there that are willing to be vulnerable uh, with with who they are and and it takes courage and I see you as a guy of uh, of courage and of honor and so man it's it's a pleasure being on here thanks for having me and I appreciate you so much well I I appreciate you everyone out there I want to put a challenge out to you two actually two challenges three challenges number one I want you to donate to McKenna's uh, musical I want you to do that that's the number one I got to make sure that my girl is taken care of number two I want you to share this episode with somebody who is struggling with a diet fad or a, a, you know, a high-low, and they're constantly just in that because they need to hear what Jacob has to say. And if they are the person that will, uh, ha, uh, is willing to go towards a vision a long-term and has the, the uh, discipline to be able to move there, they need to work with them. Okay, So share that. The third one is, and I've never asked this before, I want each and every person out there listening to text or to call someone or send them a snail mail, whatever it is, and encourage them. Don't tell them all the things that they used to do that was horrible and now they're not doing. That's not a compliment. Encourage them because we as human beings, this is something that we all lack. It's something that we need more. And it's something that we call in our men's group speaking life. Speak life into someone today. Speak life to them, but it's got to be specific and so they can feel that and you'll never understand the ripple effect that you can have in this world. So, Jacob, you're an incredible man. I can't wait to have you on again more and more and more and more. You are officially off the hot seat.